There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This week's Failed Critics Podcast, where we are making a welcome return to our Corridor of Praise and this uh, new inductee of Jean-Claude Van Damme. I'm Steve Norner, joined by Owen Hughes. Hello. And for the very first time on this podcast, Holly and Richard, apologies if I butcher the pronunciation pronunciation of your second name, Tronsden. Close enough. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tronsden, I would say. Um, yes, yeah, so Owen, we've we've had a couple of people going to the corridor of praise so far, haven't we? Uh... Yeah. So the the point of the corridor of praise, basically, um, as you can probably guess from the name, is it's a play on words for the hall of fame. We don't have a hall of fame; we have a corridor of praise, which uh, is set up to honour the work of icons and legends of the film world who have been overlooked by the Academy and other major award ceremonies. I think the criteria was, wasn't it, they only allowed to come into the, this if they hadn't received an Oscar for their, their main body of yeah, work, or, their, or their, what they're mostly known for. We made a couple of exceptions. And we're only on our sixth episode, and we've already made exceptions for Studio Ghibli and Stanley Kubrick. But, yeah. you know, they never won, like, major awards, so uh, that was our excuse. But Van Damme, of course... As astonishing as it is, has never won an Academy Award either. <laughs> he didn't win an Oscar for a blood sport or kickboxer <laughs> or no retreat, no surrender or anything like that. So um, he'll he'll just have to make do with our corridor of praise. Yeah. In and that case, probably yeah. has the honour though of being the biggest film star to ever come out of Belgium. <laughs> uh, the only film star. Yes. Part of Belgium. <laughs> the only film star. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's been a long time coming, this, I would say. We've talked about inducting him before, and we're finally getting around to, to getting uh, the muscles from Bushels, as he's known, Mr. Jean-Claude Camille Francois Van Varenberg, <laughs> uh, otherwise known to okay. you and me as Jean-Claude Van Damme, into our corridor praise, yeah. <laughs> so, there we go. Finally, it's happened. 
And we've got two people, I think, who probably are bigger fans of Van Damme than even I am. If, if that's me. even possible. If that's possible, mm. yeah. Richard, I know you're a, you're a big fan of him as well, and you've recently got Holly watching a load of his films, I, I believe. I did, yeah. She's uh, seen most of them. I've, I've yeah. only seen 28. 28? In the past, his... like, four months. Yeah. That's, that's heavy going, though. 28 in yeah. four <laughs> yeah. months. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, so, okay, Steve, I think we're starting off the pods as ever with um, a quiz, which you've yes, organised. Uh, I've got a five-question quiz, only a, only a small one. You've just ruined one of the questions by giving out his full name, though. <laughs> um, so I've had to think of <laughs> Do another... Do I get a point to start with? No. Uh, okay. Get minus point for ruining the start of my quiz. <laughs> um, but, yes, yeah, so I've had to think up of another, another question on the fly, so to speak. I think I've got one that will work well enough. Um, okay. So basically, when you know the answer, shout out your name. The first person to shout out the name obviously gets first first go on the answer. Um, the one person with the most points at the end of the quiz will win a prize of absolutely nothing other than pride and <laughs> the honour of winning this quiz. Uh, so question one, the one that I've had to make up on the fly, is which beer is Jean-Claude Van Damme currently advertising Richard uh, Coors that is correct yeah yeah uh, I, I have no idea <laughs> I've seen those commercials so many times yeah. yeah every time I used to go to the cinema they used to put them on before the film which I didn't mind I just like the only time that a, an advert's acceptable isn't it yes. and I'm is in it yeah <laughs> question two is in which sitcom did he make a guest appearance back in I think 1992 Richard, um, oh, friends. That's correct. Um, oh, <laughs> I knew that one. I should have known. Uh, in question three, what is the name of his character in Bloodsport? Uh, oh, um, Richard, Hi. that is uh, Frank Dukes. Frank Dukes. Oh. That's correct. Richard's Not won the quiz. Dukes. This is amazing. <laughs> no, no, one, can, no yeah. one can beat Richard now, but the two questions left, I've taken the time to do them, so we may as well go through them. <laughs> uh, question four. In his kickboxing career, how many matches did Jean-Claude Van Damme lose? Two. Oh, wait, two. Uh, no. Oh. Richard. Uh, yes, yeah. Richard. I don't know. I would say zero. No. Uh, Holly, do you want to hazard a guess at this one? Four. No, it's just the one match. Ah, it's one match. And the final question, (laughs) including films made for television, how many films are in the Universal Soldier series? Richard, that is uh, six. That's correct, six. Uh, Richard, excellent quizzing. That is (laughs) phenomenal. Four, four, Four right and... With uh, no one getting right, the the question that you, you didn't answer. This is four nil win. It's as comprehensive as it's going to be, really. That's a hammering. It is. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well done, Richard. Thank you. I uh, yeah, concede to your obvious <laughs> encyclopedic knowledge of John Claude Van Damme. Uh, yeah. So, uh, basically, another question then to kick off the podcast is why do we all like Van Damme so much? I mean, I'm not. Uh, an expert in his by any means. I've probably seen the least of his films amongst all of us. Um, so I'm really just playing the role of host on this podcast where you three <laughs> will, will talk uh, at length about how how good Jean-Claude Van Damme is. So why do you all like him so much? What is so good about him? Okay, I'll start off, um, start off this question. 
I wish I could pinpoint exactly <laughs> what it is about him, but I think it's just because um, when you've like he, it's a nostalgia thing for me to start with. I think that was the first thing I can remember being really young and going to my cousin's house, and he just had on his like stack of VHSs something called Bloodsport. And I thought the name sounded amazing. I thought, what is that about? It's got a big 18-rated label stuck on the side of it. So I was clearly too young to watch it. And we did watch a little bit of it before we were stopped. And I think part of that was, like, I developed this, like, nostalgia for him. And then growing up, you see more of his films. You know, Street Fighter was another one I saw quite young. And it wasn't a fantastic film. But again, (laughs) it just built up this, like, nostalgia for him. And then coming back to him as an adult... um, because it was only really kind of like 2012 where I started to watch his films again. And I must have, I think I did the same thing as Holly. I must have watched over 20 of his films in about sort of a four to six month period. And I just found myself like entranced by it. Even some of his lower budget films, somewhere the script's not so good. There's just, he's got a charisma about him. He's an yes, extremely yes. watchable yes. actor and performer. Yeah. I mean, how, what about you two? What about, um, you, Holly, Richard, what did you what did you think of yeah, it? It's, it's a bit of a nostalgia for me too. I think Double Impact was the first eighteen rated movie I ever watched. <laughs> um, so yeah, also his first movie that I saw. I also watched uh, Street Fighter a lot, which I actually do think is an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. Kind yeah. of um, at a very yeah. young age. <laughs> it's not. Um, but it wasn't until <laughs> it wasn't until the uh, advent of DVD that I really got into him and bought most of his movies. And, yeah, uh, you know, kind of fell in love, kind of all over again. It's it's uh, screen charisma, um, fighting, you know, the split, <laughs> the splits, of course, the, yeah. the, the accent, you know, the whole package, <laughs> the whole deal. It's yeah, hard, it's got the whole shebang. Yeah, it's kind of hard not to love. Yeah, uh, it's nothing to do with nostalgia for me. Uh, <laughs> Richard was watching the reality television show that he did. Oh, well, yeah. behind, behind closed, closed doors. doors. Yeah, mm. and I just I got so sucked into it, and I just fell in love with this guy because he's <laughs> like he's so flawed, but there's something so natural about it, and he's very, you know, charismatic, and and he talks. He has no shame in talking about how mm. he has bipolar disorder, and you know, it, it which explains like. How easy it is for him to cry in movies, <laughs> and yeah. you know his emotional range is just out there. And I'd never seen that with an action star; they're usually so stone faced and yeah, he seems more real, more yes. down to earth, yeah. very more much like so. a regular Joe. He's a he's a European action star, yes. isn't he? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> very in touch is. with his feelings. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't like action movies like at all, but I. I watched Hard Target after watching that show, and then I just I got so hooked, and I I couldn't stop watching these movies. That is a, such a quality film as well. Yeah. Yes, it right. is. Yeah, John Woo through and through, but I mean, Van Damme just brings that film to life. It's fantastic. So does Lance Henriksen, though. He was so good. <laughs> oh, at that's that. true. Yeah, yeah. Ah, man. Ed- well, see, he, ride, he surfs, basically, on a motorbike, firing two guns whilst wearing a mullet yeah. <laughs> in that film. doesn't get better than that, really. And probably the best scene featuring a, a snake yes. in any movie. <laughs> yeah. That's my favourite scene in the entire movie. Yeah. What a trap to set yes. for someone. Yeah. 
<laughs> the semi-conscious snake. Uh, I did not yeah. see that coming, you know? Like, I thought he was going <laughs> to kiss her. Like, I for real did. I was, like, just as shocked as she was. You, uh, <laughs> I thought you meant he was going to kiss the snake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, would, that, would, that would be a he twist and a half. Yeah. <laughs> almost. Close enough. <laughs> yeah, kissed it with his fist. That's what he did. Yeah. But he did, he did bite off the end. Yeah. That's true. Hey. Yeah. But he does love the environment and nature, of course, as sort yeah. of came out in that Behind Closed Doors uh, series. Puppies in particular, he seems to have an affection for. Yes. Mm. Didn't he okay. say he had, a, like, a house for dogs yeah, in Belgium? Yeah, in Belgium, yeah. Yeah. Like a shelter. Which is kind of cool as well, you know? If I was rich, uh, I'd have a house for cats. <laughs> yeah, I'm not rich and I've got a house with two dogs in it. That'll do me. That's the maximum I can manage. So, um, Jean-Claude Van Damme. He was a professional karate and kickboxing champion in his youth, as we sort of found out through, through the... Uh, the quiz earlier, he uh, only lost one match in his kickboxing career before deciding to move to America in 1982 with dreams of making it as a film star, as an action film star. And uh, after a kind of succession of minor roles as an extra in a few films, uh, including one of my favourite credits of his, Gay Karate Man <laughs> from Monaco Fever, his first break came in 1986 playing the leg-splitting, spinning-heel-kicking Ivan the Russian in what could probably be described quite barely as a Karate Kid knockoff, yeah. which was No Retreat, No Surrender. This was followed by um, two of probably his most successful box office hits, and um, frequently named as sort of fan favourites, of course, in 1988's Bloodsport and uh, 1989's Kickboxer, with a few films sort of dotted between that. But it was after kind of achieving his dream of becoming one of the most globally well-known action film stars of his time during the early to mid-90s that a series of personal problems resulted in the kind of slow decline of his box office pull and the quality of some of the films he was starring in. Nevertheless, after starring in over 45 feature films, uh, films as varied as DreamWorks Animation Kung Fu Panda 2, and the futuristic Albert Pyun B-movie Cyborg. Uh, I don't think you can get two polar opposites than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we still love him. And as such, are honouring um, the good man with his induction into our illustrious... I say that uh, in the loosest possible sense of the word. Our illustrious corridor of praise. So, hooray! <laughs> Round of applause for Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> uh, his... Uh, Award is in the post. We'll send him something in the post. We won't. We won't. Don't expect that. Okay. So, um, well, we'll start because I think that uh, Holly, Rich, you, Richard, you've got something to say about some of his early career extras work, particularly a film from 1984. Yeah, Breakin. Yeah. Breakin. Yeah. You go home. I don't know. I feel like I, I said everything that can be said about a three-minute appearance. Yeah, there's not too much to say. He shows up early in the movie. He's Kind of like a background dancer, 
uh, slash clapper. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which has spawned quite a, a sort of meme, hasn't it? Yeah. An internet meme with his dancing in the background. Yeah. But... And he wears this black kind of swimsuit type of outfit. The clip is on YouTube if you don't feel like watching the whole movie. And you should watch the clip many times because it's quite entertaining. It's the best part of the movie by far. Yeah. That animated gif is quite mesmerizing. Yeah. It's yeah, hard to stop watching. Okay. But we did sort of touch on um, there with the, the biography, No Retreat, No Surrender, in 1986, which was his first first feature film that he starred in, really, even though it was kind of a smaller role that he appeared in mainly towards the end of the film. Yeah. Um, it was his first big break. It was the first film that, although it was a smaller production, was the first that gave him a big credited role. So I think the first question to ask is... Do we think it's a good film, No Retreat, No Surrender? Is it a good movie? Mm, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> yes and no, yeah, a caveat. No, it's, okay. it's not a good movie, but it's, it's it's a great movie. And it is one of the funniest <laughs> movies ever made. I thought I would like it more. I was kind of disappointed when I watched it. But, I mean, there were some things that were just so weird that it's, it's very memorable, at the very least. Hmm. Like the ghost of... Oh, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Which is a strange choice. But um, I suppose you can't have Mr. Miyagi in every film, so <laughs> they had to go somewhere. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would agree. I think it's not, a, it's not a very good film, let's be honest. It's not a very good film. There is something about it, though, that makes it likeable. I think it's because it's so earnest and... It, yeah, the Van Damme scenes, of course, with him doing the leg splits between the corner corner ropes yeah. in the, the, the fight. That's, that's of course, one of the coolest things that, that he's done. Just his first appearance was him doing the splits. Yeah. yeah, it obviously sets up his career quite well. Um, what didn't set up his career quite well, 1987, he was meant to star in Predator. Predator, yeah. Kiernan's film Predator. Before he was replaced by Kevin Peter Hall. Now, I love the Predator film. It's one of my favourite films. I know you just said you're not a, a massive fan of action films. Oh, Harry, I love Predator. Everyone's got to love Predator. <laughs> we watch yeah. it at least once a year. And so you should. So you should. It deserves to be seen at least once a year. It's that good. Um, it's one of those that I just watch every time it's on TV. But a part of me makes me wonder how good it would be if it was Van Damme instead of Kevin Peter Hall. Have you seen the designs for what yeah. the Predator was yeah. made to look? Um, I have, and I'm very glad they changed it. <laughs> it, yeah. it does look like a giant shrimp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we we had to wait until um, District 9 for that. Yeah, for the uh, problems, yeah. So. I, I'm glad I brought in uh, Stan Winston and redid the design. Mm-hmm. Um, not only is it one of my favorite movies of all time, it's also newer features, one of my favorite, I guess, creatures, monsters, alien characters in any movie. Yeah, it's well, just it, uh, the look, the mannerism, the invisibility, how he you know heals himself, how he mimics people, everything is perfect. It is, yeah. Okay, so he didn't star in Predator, no. but 1988, the year after Predator came out, he did star in two films. Uh, one was Black Eagle with uh, Shokasugi. I don't. I'll be honest. I like Shokasugi. I don't really like Black Eagle, but he did also get Bloodsport out in 1988 um, <clears throat> which he was part partly a writer on I believe I think he wrote part of the script um, and starred as Frank Dutt yeah an absolute classic 
film. Yeah, him, him and Frank Dukes himself, I think, worked on the... Yeah. It's uh, supposed to be based on Frank Dukes' life, which Didn't is... Didn't he sue them? He did. Yeah. yeah, well, when they did the quest, I think he sued them. It's kind of a biography of Frank Dukes, but uh, I don't think any of that happened, really. <laughs> I don't think anyone does, but made for a good movie. Yeah, it's very exaggerated, yes. if it's true at all, yeah. <laughs> Steve, you must have seen Bloodsport. I have, a long time ago, admittedly. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of those that most people... Oh, this is me going to be... I'm going to be a little bit sexist. Most blokes come to when they're in the sort of teenage formative years. That's probably quite sexist, but I think it's one of those that is just there, and it's enticing with its name, with its star... Um, and quite rightly, I think it's not, it's not only considered like a cult classic of, of Van Damme's, it's one of his most revered works. It was a financial success as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So Bloodsport was, was great. We're all in agreement. Fantastic. Um, 1989, the year after that, would probably be his other most uh, well-known film, Kickboxer. And there is a debate that rages on through the decades between Jean-Claude Van Damme films. And I'm just going to ask you all point blank, Kickboxer or Bloodsport? Bloodsport. You know, I i don't like those movies as much as everyone else does. <laughs> okay. They're, they're like towards the middle of my JCVD ranking. Okay, right. Uh, yeah, I, I love them both, but uh, Bloodsport wins hands down. It has new, better action, um, fighting, better villain in Bolo Young. Yeah, yeah. Bolo Young, just fantastic, isn't yeah. it? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, yeah, easy. I can, okay. I confused both of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I couldn't even tell you which one I liked more. Yeah, that's a whole, that whole sort of fighting tournament yeah. shtick was used quite a lot for, throughout his career. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I suppose it is quite easy to confuse them, but I would edge towards more, more towards Bloodsport, I think. Um, but both of them, I would think, are fantastic films, and they are two of my two of my favourites. Okay, Cyborg was also out in 1989. It was quite a big film for Albert Pugh, probably less so than it was for Jean-Claude Van Damme. But I recently re-watched it, because the first time I watched uh, Cyborg, wasn't so keen on it. Coming to it again, I think I appreciate it a bit more. I like the concept of Cyborg. I like the design of it. I think Van Damme's actually, we talked about his emotional range. He's quite, he does ex- exhibit quite an emotional range through Cyborg. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I had to rewatch it, you know, with Holly, uh, to <laughs> like really appreciate it. It was never one of my favorites of his. I'd <laughs> seen it once many years ago and thought it was kind of forgettable. Mm-hmm. Not a highlight in his career, but then I watch it again and I, I like it a lot. It's I really very, like very it. moody. I love the music and his character. Some of the action yeah. is really good. Um, it has one of my favorite splits, too. Yes, the split is <laughs> awesome. You know which one I'm talking about? When he's like has both his feet on the wall and he's above that guy that walks underneath him? Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of my favorites. Yeah, it is a good one. He has many that we could choose from as favorites. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Um, as, as we sort of said in the biography, we won't talk about all of his films. So 1990 um, had Death Warrant in it, which was a good film. I think that's quite a decent film and slightly underrated in his in his, his catalogue. But Lionheart, or AWOL, Absent Without Leave, whatever whatever you want to call it. Now, that to me is a very good film. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. agree. It is. It's one of my favourites of his. 
Yeah. I mean, it's not even just like a good Van Damme film. Because there's a level where you could say <laughs> there's a good Van Damme film and there's a good film. I think Line Art's a very good film. It deals with a lot of that, um, uh, you know, he's a soldier returning to sort of society and the integration and what he has to do. There's some important messages in there, as well as just being a very entertaining movie. Yeah, and it, it is very entertaining. A lot of cool mm. fights. It yeah. moves fast, and uh, it's good. It is. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's great. But after that, 1991, Double Impact. See, they, <laughs> Abel had quite. Um, it wasn't completely a humorous film. You know, some of it was was quite serious. Although there were entertaining moments in it. Double Impact, where he has a dual role. <laughs> The first time he plays two characters in one film, and he does it a few more times throughout his career. Uh, he plays twins, Alex and Chad. Now that to me is more veering towards comedy than some of his other fe- his other feature films. Uh, but again, I kind of like it. Uh, do you, what about you guys? Have you do you do you think do you like Double Impact or where, where does it rank? Well, uh, me, I, I love it. It's it's. Actually, my second favorite of his. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying it's his second best movie, but it's certainly my second favorite. Of his That's movies. really high. Wow. Yes. Um, but it's it's yeah, it's a nostalgia thing. Like I said earlier, it's the first of his movies that I watched, and I watched a lot as a kid. <laughs> I, I almost felt bad that I didn't like it when he showed it to me because he loved it so much, and I was like, Oh, oh it wasn't that good though. <laughs> uh, I made you watch it, didn't I, Steve? Double impact. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember what you thought of it? I think I liked it. Um, <laughs> from what I remember, it was certainly different having him play two different people um, in the same film, hmm. but who were twin brothers as well. Um, but yeah, no, no, I enjoyed it. It's, it's just good fun. Switch your brain off, fun, really. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it didn't really become a parody of. Films. I mean, he was still very early in his career. It didn't really become a parody of the types of films he'd already done. But, um, yeah, like I say, I thought it had a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek, <laughs> slightly nod and a wink towards the audience aspect to it. Yeah, the, um, yeah it's not a movie you take seriously. No, of course. At all. Yeah. <laughs> Is that one of the first movies where like he really wants people to pay attention to his butt? He does get his butt <laughs> out a lot. Could really be, yeah. There's a lot of uh, tight clothing going on. And, of course, the splits where the camera is directly behind it. Yeah. yeah. Another splits, of course. It became his trademark, didn't it? I've been um, playing two characters. I prefer Replicant. Oh, yeah, that's a very good film. We will come on to that. So we <laughs> make a note. We'll talk about that a bit later. Okay. So, um, 1992. Firstly, um, we'll just get it out of the way. Mortal Kombat game first incarnation of the Mortal Kombat video game series, originally was going to have, uh, it was going to be based on Van Damme, I have so learned today, whilst doing some preparation for this podcast. And eventually, the, ca- the character Johnny Cage instead. Uh, fun bit of trivia there for you, a sort of fact bomb, I think the kids call it. But 1992 also saw Universal Soldier, uh, where he played Luke Devereaux, and his first first feature film alongside Dolph Lundgren. Of course. Now, see, Universal Soldier is one of those films I could have sworn I'd seen until, like, a couple of years back. I could have sworn I'd seen it 
I think what must have happened is it's one of those that I'd seen bits of because whenever it had been on TV, I'd watched it and probably not watched it all from start to, to, to end. So I must have missed the beginning part because when I watched it in full for the first time, I bought the DVD, watched the whole film. The bit at the beginning is quite traumatic. I mean, the fight between him and Dolph Lundgren in the storm, it's very Van Damme. Yeah. I mean, so it is very Van Damme. But it's quite a sort of traumatic scene to see these soldiers just killing each other. Yeah, yeah. And, but again, it's another one where the concept, I think, is very good. Yeah. The whole um, resurrection of, of these soldiers and <clears throat> the comments it has, the commentary that's being made about... Um, about soldiers and the lack of like care for life and stuff like that. I think it's a it's an interesting film. That's sort of my opinion of it. Uh, I'm guessing you two have both seen Universal Soldier as part of your recent binge. Yes. Yes, and I agree. Yeah. It is. It's also a very well made, yeah. well shot. Mm. Looks it's good. One of my favorites. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. It is. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously as uh, as well that Steve pointed out in the. Uh, Quiz spawned a few sequels as well. Not all of them, of course, starring Van Damme. And some of them have been scrubbed out of canon. They're no longer considered canon, sort of Universal Soldier The Return, um, which isn't a great film. No, not at all. No, No, not... uh, Replacing Dolph Lundgren with Goldberg from WCW. No, I don't agree with that. Not a good idea. Universal Soldier had my favorite uh, female character in all of the movies. I thought she was really good. Because it seemed like a lot of the women in the movies were just, you know, sort of there to be the love interest. Mm-hmm. And she was she was a bit more interesting, a bit more fleshed out. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what her name journalist? is. I don't remember what her name is. No. Uh, It'll come to me. If it was, if I, if I was more prepared, I'd have had it <laughs> written down. But I'm sorry, we're a bit of a shambles on the Fair Critics podcast. But yeah, no, you're right. There, there, there was a lot of um, interaction between her and Van Damme that wasn't just, oh, she's the love interest. Yeah, which was um, quite interesting. Uh, yeah, I had some good acting too from, yeah. from mm. the main cast, and uh, it's also a pretty big hit. I'm not. Yeah. Hmm. Not it was a really taken. quite a big big budget film for Van Damme yeah. as well. Yeah, probably first really big big budget Hollywood movie, I would say. Mm. Yeah, and he nailed it, I think, because it oh, was yeah. very popular and yeah. you know, quite rightly, is now considered one of his sort of one of his best. Yeah. Um, okay, so in 1993, he he was in two films, one of which was just a cameo as himself in the background, being interviewed during Last Action Hero. Which I think is important to mention because it kind of cemented his um, uh, his place, his standing in Hollywood at yeah. the time. To just have him there as this background guy being interviewed. But also Nowhere to Run came out. Um, which again is another one of those I would consider as being slightly underrated. Yeah, well. I really like that. I agree. Too. Not a very well made movie with good acting. Mm-hmm. Great character it, actors. And that, like... Yeah, definitely. But 1993 also saw... Hard Target, yes. which we've mentioned. And I always, I mean, I struggle to, to pick a particular favourite of, of Van Damme's film, but I do slightly tend to lean towards Hard Target, just that little bit more. Yeah, it's been my favourite since the first time I saw it. It's basically my favourite of, of all his movies. Uh, but yeah. I'm also a big fan of John Woo and John Woo's style <laughs> yeah. in general. He was Hong Kong movies and uh, his first Hollywood movie. Um, I yeah, love combination of uh, you know, Van Damme and Jan Wu. I think. Uh, mm. 
Worth I mean, it's it. difficult to say whether he ever, John Woo, whether, whether he ever topped Hard Target. Because Face Off as well, of course. In Hollywood, top. I would say no. In Hollywood. Yeah, I in think Hollywood. it remains his best Hollywood movie. Or at least my favorite. I mean, I love Face Off, but I would watch Hard Target over Face Off any day. Yeah. I mean, I, I would agree, yeah. I think just about Hard Target's just about... Hard Boiled's probably John Woo's favourite. Oh, yeah. Movie, yeah. yeah, Hard Boiled's just fantastic. Yeah. Just, but, uh, yeah, Hard Target was very successful for them both. Yeah. Um, bringing them to the mainstream in the West and so on, so... Yeah, okay. I, I think I prefer Hard Target over Hard Boiled. Yeah. Are you going to divorce me? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I won't kick you off the podcast. <laughs> it's a very close call. But, uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so 1994, um, another big year for Van Damme. Probably his biggest, because the two films that he was in, Time Cop, um, also quite a successful film and had another one of these interesting concepts to it. But Street Fighter, where... The film was basically made, and he was hand-picked, cherry-picked to star in that role as Guile, Colonel Guile. Um, now, I'm guessing we've all seen, all four of us have seen Street Fighter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guess what the follow-up question to that is. Do you like Street Fighter? As no. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. definitely not. Richard, definitely not from Steve, okay. I guess I'm the only one of the four of us. No, real I will. I will stand by your side over this, uh, Richard. I kind of like Street Fighter as well. Oh, good. <laughs> That's good. Eh? <laughs> no, again, it's not a good movie, but it's it's a lot of fun. I um, it's a bit of a guilty pleasure, I guess. Mm. It gets a bit of a hard rap, I think. Yeah. I remember be. thinking it was boring. Like it just said bored me. Well, there's a lot to to like about Street Fighter, I think, and part of it comes mainly from the actors in it. As yeah, opposed yeah. to perhaps the storyline or or the characters, um, I mean Van Damme as Guile is it's an odd casting decision for for one reason that he's meant to be an American, yeah, an American colonel, and we've got a guy who quite clearly has a foreign European accent, um, which just is a bit odd. It's a bit jarring, yeah. Uh, but he does have some good sort of scenes in that film, I think. Some of his fights uh, against, uh, is it Vega as the guy with the claws? Yeah, Vega. Yeah. Some of those I can remember as being quite sort of standout. I mean, um, do you have any sort of favourite things about the Street Fighter film which just putting you on the spot? Um, I mean, <laughs> well, I guess that's just Van Damme's character, some of his lines and also line delivery. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not great, but it's, it's funny. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, um, ah. one of the things I, I quite like about it as well, it's, which is aside from Van Damme, of course, because liking a film because Van Damme's in it is a given, but uh, Raul Julia, yeah. I think, as M. Bison, is, He's, considering what he was going through with his sort of health issues at the time. Yeah, he, yeah that was his last movie, I guess. Uh, it was his last movie, yeah. Yeah, he, he has a lot of fun with his role. He, um, he was easily the best part of the movie. He's fun to watch. Makes very Yeah. Fun. It was very, again, very charismatic as well, just like yeah. The most nice. memorable thing for me in the whole movie was M. Bison's bedroom because I loved <laughs> I loved the way it was designed and I liked that he had a painting of himself, but it looked like it's <laughs> obviously done by John Wayne Gacy. And that's like the most memorable thing. That's the only thing I remember from the Street Fighter movie. Wow. 
Well, um, I'm sure Van Damme remembers slightly more from it because uh, one of the things that came out in 2012, of course, was that he had an affair with a co-star. Oh, yes. Yeah, with Kylie. Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also kind of the beginning of his downfall. I mean, yeah. he could barely even begun his career proper. Yeah. You know, he'd only really been around for a few years and it's... it. As with sort of some things that he can't help, obviously, his sort of bipolar condition. Some of them he perhaps could have, and I'm sure he's, he'd admit it himself, was his sort of cocaine addiction. And it just led him down a sort of a spiral of egotism, yeah, I guess. Yeah, his ego started growing, and he was offered this three-picture deal, I believe, from, I think it was Universal. Mm-hmm. They were paying, I can't remember how much, five million a movie or something. And this was uh, right after Jim Carrey had um, you know, become huge, yeah. one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. And he got like 10 million each movie or per movie, which is what Van Damme de- uh, uh, demanded. And they were like, no, yeah. <laughs> no way we can give you 10 million for one movie. Nah. So they hung up on him and that's was, I guess that was the beginning of the end. Yeah, which is a shame because, I mean, I like Van Damme. I like some of the films he's made after this. Oh, yeah. After Street Fighter. I think he's been in some very underappreciated yes, films. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, but it would have been interesting to see just how far he could have gone yeah. had he tempered his ego somewhat and accepted that deal. Yes, just how big he could have been, you know, how big of a star. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was the, the 90s was big for a lot of action yeah. movie stars, yeah. you know. Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course, was, was in some massive films, particularly sort of the, the early to mid-90s, and Sylvester Stallone as well. You know, he could have been just sort of on the level with those. Yeah. But you know what? There, there's something that sets him apart from those guys. He has so much more personality, and he just, I don't know, there's just something special about him compared to those guys. I could say yeah. less about them. <laughs> <laughs> well... Yeah, okay. Well, what what do you think it is that separates him from them, specifically them? I don't know. I, I guess just his determination, his emotional range in movies. Yeah. He's just yeah. very different. He is. And I would absolutely 100% agree with that. He's just, there's something different about him. Um, and he is, I think it's a very underrated as an actor, or as a dramatic actor. Especially in his you know, later years, later mm. career. Yeah, uh, compared, perhaps not in Street Fighter. Well, but no, it, no, <laughs> not, not a good example of his dramatic acting. But compared to someone like Steven Seagal, Van <laughs> Damme is a oh, good actor. Yeah, exactly, definitely. He can pull off dramatic roles. Yeah, you know, mm. and uh, he's believable. He is, yeah, and there is a sort of honesty to, yeah. to his performance. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so. Um, well, we've mentioned there is a little bit of a downfall for him after after Street Fighter. So we've got films, again, they're a decent, Sudden Death, Maximum Risk. I um, love Sudden Death. Yes. That, that is my second favourite Van Damme movie. I love it. Wow, okay. <laughs> you, should, yeah, I, it, you should watch it again. You sound very unsure. Watch it one more time. I, I've said it about two or three times now. It's one I can easily watch. What? Right. That's quite a bold statement. Howard's Booth was so good in there. <laughs> yeah. He was so creepy. I think it's a very good movie. It has a good villain. And, um, it's it's Die Hard on Ice, as I used to call it. <laughs> but it's one of the better Die Hard clones. It's the best Die Hard clone. Yeah, well. 
Okay, um, so obviously then after that, as I say, was Maximum Risk. After that was The Quest. Oh. Yes, uh. need I say any more about The Quest? Uh, and after that even was Double Team, where he teamed up with Dennis Rodman, and it wasn't exactly a great film either. Yeah, can I just backtrack a little bit uh, okay. regarding The Quest? That's probably the movie where Holly and... Um, in my opinion, differs the most. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. He hates I the quest. It. <laughs> I, I kind of love it. I think it's very good. You love it? Wow. Yeah, I, I do. It's it's Bloodsport all over again, but I, I think it's very good. It has some great fighting. Uh, I think he did well as a director. It's the first movie he directed. He did, yeah. I'm not sure um, Roger Moore in, in the movie, but I think Van Damme's character is good. And um, I guess I'm one of the few... Um, your fans. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. I just think, um, yeah, it was very much in that vein of sort of kickboxer and blood Yeah, you've seen it all before. Yeah. Uh, I don't... And Frank Dux, of course, had said he'd seen it all before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hence the, trying to sue Van Damme. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, as a... Film, I don't know. I wasn't sure. There's a there's a brilliant bit where he tries to learn Muay Thai on an island, yeah. and uh, he's kicking a big babu, uh, big um, bamboo shoot thing, yeah. or tree. I can't remember what it is exactly now, uh, but that's great. But yeah, I don't know. The, the the plot seems a bit iffy to me in the quest. It seems a bit like chasing a MacGuffin, and but okay, that's fair enough. You love it. <laughs> That's fine. So um, after that, after the quest and double team and, and knockoff, which was a not so great Hong Kong film either, was Legionnaire. Now, Legionnaire is not without its problems, but it is one of the more ambitious projects I think that he's been involved in. Yes, I would say it's his most underrated movie. Yeah, I mean, if it just had a slightly bigger budget, yeah, yeah. just a teeny bit bigger budget, it could have been something special. Legionnaire. I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, Holly hasn't seen that one yet, so we'll have to... Um, okay, um, yeah, I think you'll enjoy it, because it isn't just a, an action film, is it, Richard? It's no, just it's, like a... Yeah, it's, um, no, it's, it's so much more than just an, an action movie. Yeah, it's sort of their attempt at an epic yeah, with a, it's a bit of sort an of epic, controlled yeah. budget. Yeah, mm. correct. And yeah. directed okay. by the guy who gave us Rambo 3. Yeah, we won't... We won't <laughs> <do that. laughs> Uh, okay, 1999 was the first sequel to Universal Soldier, The Return, which we've already mentioned, so we will quickly gloss over that so we don't have to talk about it again. 1999, Desert Heat also came out, otherwise known as Inferno. I really like that movie. Yeah, I, I do like that film as well. Um, Richard, is it one of yours, or is this another one that you and you and Holly differ, differ on? Oh no, we agree on this one. I, I think it's very good. I like it a lot. Very underrated. Fast-paced. Has some good dramatic moments. Yeah. I like his character a lot. Um, yeah. I wonder it if... feels a lot like a Western. Yes, it yeah. does. Yeah. Just this Western feel and look to it. And, uh, of course, Danny Trejo's in it. And I think it's it kind of feels like a, a Western, because isn't it isn't it also a kind of adaptation of Yojimbo? It's very oh. Yojimbo, yes. Hmm. Um, and it's directed by John G. Adelson, who did Rocky and Karate Kid. 
Although I want to say he had his name removed or wanted to have his name removed from the movie. I don't know why. I have no idea why, because I think it's a good movie. Yeah, I think it was... Um, they sort of did a lot of editing Probably. to it, didn't they? Yeah. they say so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting sort of side note. I don't know if this is interesting. On my wedding anniversary, I watched this. <laughs> That's what, I, what I, I did for my wedding anniversary a few years ago, was sit down and watch... Uh, <laughs> Desert heat for the first time. By yourself? So, by myself. My <laughs> wife wasn't around. Oh, okay. <laughs> she was at work. But there you go. Oh. That was me. That was That's how I spend my wedding anniversaries, watching Jean-Claude Van Damme films. Hence his induction to our comment or phrase. Yeah. Purely selfish reason. Um, okay. So uh, his next film in the new millennium was The Order. No, he did have a role as a writer on this film as well. Yeah. And I have to be honest and say it's one of my least favourite films of his. I don't know if maybe I've been harsh and maybe you guys have seen something in it that I haven't. But um, no, I just didn't get on with that. Yeah, I wouldn't much. say you're being harsh. It's not a very good movie. I, I like it, but it's not one of my favourites at all. Mm. But, uh, it's one of those that is just there, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah. just in his film yeah. list. And to be honest, if you weren't a completist, there's no real reason to 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 watch that film. Yeah. Um, and it was actually after that he made quite a few films that I would also describe in that that way. 2002 was Derailed, which I would also put in the same category as only really for completists. Wake I of really Death. I really didn't like Derailed. No. It's very... I mean, the bit where he's riding up... Does he ride a motorbike across some trains in yeah. the rails? Yes. yes. It's very, That's a bit of saving grace. It's very poorly made and not to mention edited in movie. It's it's a bit of a mess. It is, which, yeah. which is why I like it. I can't admit it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it is one of his worst movies. It, yeah. Um, and then you also had Wake of Death, uh, The Hard Corpse, Second in Commando... Until Death, The Shepherd, all these sort of films, these straight-to-video films came out around that period, which weren't so good. But there were a couple in there that we do like, I believe. Yeah, I like um, In Hell. In Hell is a fantastic movie. Yeah, yeah, that's a great movie. It is very good. It reminded me, when I, when I was watching, um, I don't know if you guys have seen the new Dark Knight Rises yeah. film, where he's in prison in that. A lot of that looked like it could have come straight out of In Hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and I think but, um, yeah, Van Damme is very good in it. It's, yeah. it's more about drama than action, I guess. Some Definitely. fighting in between, but it's... Um... Yeah, and actually the fights in it are really well shot. Yeah. That's one of the things about it. Yeah. The bit where it's in the mud fighting the guy is just... I think that was a really atmospheric sort of yeah. fight. Yeah, I guess the only thing I... I'm not too... Uh, I'm not a big fan of it is the, the use of music. Some of those yeah, techno the trance songs <laughs> yeah. I... They were very out of place. I'm not sure why they decided to go with those. Okay, 2001, Holly. Replicant, which you mentioned earlier. Yes. So, do you want to tell us why why you like Replicant? It was weird, and, <laughs> you know, like I, I liked uh, both of the characters that he played in that one. Quite different characters as well. Yes, very. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, it, it's, it's a very, well, sorry, it's a very dark movie. Yeah. Was, mm. you know... One of the characters. And it's another that's not really quite an action film, is it? It's another that's a very dark exploration of... Kind of sci-fi. Sci-fi thriller, yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's always, of course, good, of course, to get sort of two Van Dams for you. 
for your ticket as right. well. And Dual like, roles again. You know, I usually like darker movies, but he went a little too dark in Wake of Death. Yeah. That one that one <laughs> that one was almost a little alarming for me. It made me kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> I think some of these films did suffer from that a little bit. Yeah. Sort of during that period. Um was it Wake of Death with his wife who's dead? Yes, and, in... and he was like yelling at that little girl, and it just, it almost yeah. made me kind of. Oh, yeah, that's right, I remember. Frightened, you know? Hmm. It was a bit uncomfortable yeah. to watch. Yeah. So, uh, you know, sort of, the, there was a period of about sort of five years where he was making these films that weren't so good. And then, 2008, JCVD yep. came out. And we've talked a little bit about his emotional range in films and his acting. This is probably his best showcase of what a good and diverse actor mm. he can be. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, by far, yeah. Because it's just... Uh, considering most of it is in his native tongue as well. Yeah. You know, we don't usually get that with Van Damme. Usually he's speaking English. Yeah. Um, it was just really a fascinating watch. And it's just... It's hilarious. Some of it is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Some of it was he, pretty. I, I remember. I'm pretty sure I cried during that movie. You know, some of it. It's very honest, and it's yes. almost uh, mm. biographical kind yeah. of. You know, he plays himself, but you know, not quite himself. Uh, mm. I think it was, it was a big, huge risk for him to do that movie, but it paid off big time. Yes. It did, but and it's like to get people taking. Yeah, to do that movie, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, and people start sort of taking him seriously. Yeah. Yep. JCVD, yeah. so it was um it was well worth well worth him doing. But there's a bit of course during JCVD which is the kind of standout moment, isn't it, where he's sort of taken out of the scene, so sort of lifted up, and um you get to see him give his little speech, and well you know again it it seems honest. It seems like he's being very <coughs> honest yeah. in that film, and you know. Talking about his troubles and his past and the things that he's been through, it is emotional. So I'm not surprised, Holly, that it would have made made you cry because it is it is like that. It's a it's a very touching touching scene. Um, okay. So, 2010 was the next Universal Soldier film that he was involved in, which kind of scrubbed out the return. Yeah. Meant the return didn't really happen. That, that's not an actual film in the series. Um, but he returned in that. It was only a kind of smaller role that he was he was in during that. And the main bulk of that film was taken up by Scott Atkins, who um, he was he would go on to actually form quite a few partnerships with over over the next few years. Um, but it was also only the second film that he worked with Dolph Lundgren on, which I always find a bit surprising. I always yeah. think he'd done he'd done loads of films with Dolph, but apparently not. Just um, Universal Soldier and then Universal Soldier Regeneration. Um, but yeah, it got limited release as well in theatres. But it was another one that was kind of... That was very dark, Universal Soldier Regeneration. Yeah. More so than I was expecting. Have you particularly seen from... Day of Reckoning? Universal Yes. Day? Yeah. yeah. Um, Scott Atkins is in Day of Reckoning, yes. not Regeneration. Oh, sorry. That's, I apologise. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, oh, was it Andre the Pitbull or something? I don't know. I didn't Russian care for guy. Regeneration. Uh, yeah, it was. It was, yeah. I love Day sorry. of Reckoning, though. That one was very good. Yeah, I do get them confused. <laughs> yeah. Day of Reckoning is the one where he's got, like, the face paint on yes. it. Yeah. 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 
I was afraid, like, I don't have epilepsy, but I was afraid that maybe I was going to find <laughs> out that I did while I was watching it. Yeah. The, some, the action scenes in both those films, though. Yeah. It's tough. Some, of, it's, some of the it's stuff. Very, he's done. Right. very well yeah. directed. Yeah. Very violent as well. Yeah. And directed by the son of... Um, uh, Peter Hi. Peter Himes, Himes. yeah, guided Sudden Death and, and Time Cop. Mm. Sudden Death, one of the best. <laughs> okay. Um, 2011, year after Universal Soldier Regeneration. We have mentioned it. It's always worth talking about it again. Behind Closed Doors is fly-on-the-wall reality TV show that he produced uh, or worked on for ITV in the UK. Again, it's just another chance to get to see... I suppose that was the point of it. To get to see, like, in quotation marks, the real Van Damme. Yeah. And, and to see sort of the, the things he actually cared about. And one of the things I found most interesting about that show was just the way that he goes about appearing in movies. So telling his agent he wants to appear in comedies and trying to find him comedies to appear in. Yeah. Um, was quite interesting as well. I mean, uh, and also the sort of the, the things about his son trying to get his son into films as well, because his, his son was trying to get into movies as well around the yeah. same time. I mean, and, and daughter. And daughter, yeah. And daughter, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't seen every episode. I think there was only eight. Have you seen the complete series? Yeah. Did yeah. we watch it all, like, in a, in a couple of days? Yeah, two, two or three days. Mm. It's kind of two or three days. Yeah, okay. So you've seen it all. So, um... What what did you what was your like general opinion of it? Do you think it it came across as genuine or was it publicity? Because that's one of the sort of um, criticisms that's been leveled at it. To me, it seems very real. Um, I know because when you when you see him in interview, it's not much different than when you see him in interviews and. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, he's very he's very much a show off, isn't he? I think that's one of the things that makes it quite watchable. Yeah. Is that he's just <laughs> always trying to entertain. Yeah. I think there's a scene where he goes into a radio station and they're just all over him. And he just seems to love it. Yeah. He just seems to love the attention. He yeah. seems like he's yeah. really good with his fans as well. Yeah, he's got a lot of time for them, yeah. I think. Okay. Um, it was also quite a big year for, for Van Damme uh, because he was in Kung Fu Panda 2. Now, <laughs> it was only a voice role, of course, because it's just an animated movie. But it did end up having, probably quite unfortunately for him, the, the tag of being the highest grossing film that he's appeared in to <laughs> <Yeah>. date. <laughs> Which I'm sure he is grateful for because he gets sort of the money for it and etc. But also, it's not the first film that springs to mind when you think of Van Damme. Yeah. It's a sort of kids adventure film. It, um, it's actually the only one of his films he's been uh, involved in that I have yet to see. I haven't seen either. Oh, okay. Um... As a sort of fan of those kind of films, I, I, Kung Fu Panda 2 is very good. Uh, yeah, I've seen the first one. I, I enjoyed I it. I haven't seen the first one. So, yeah. It's, yeah, uh, it's probably not worth watching just to see Van Damme because he's not in it very much. Um, but yeah, it's quite a decent film. But it was also 2011, the year he was in the Cause Light adverts. Yeah. Which is also <laughs> one of the things that got... How have you not seen it? I don't know. How could you have avoided them back in 2011? I can't remember. I remember some commercial for, like, a web domain to set up your websites or something. No. And, of course, the <laughs> Volvo ad. And, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, the, yes, with the, the lorries. You remember the pants? No. The denim <laughs> vest. Pants. No, I think I would remember that. <laughs> yeah, all in denim with yeah. his mullet jack. Yeah, his trademark mullet. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think hmm. I've seen it. Oh. Okay. I know what we're well, doing tonight. Yes. Watching commercials. <laughs> as, soon as, soon, as soon as we're done here. Okay. Yeah. So they did give him. A, they did put him back into the public eye a yeah. little bit, which, if nothing else, is worth commending him for. For those. Um, and he was in a smaller, low-budget film again with Scott Adkins called Assassination Games. Yeah. Um, which is all right. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah, not his best. Just yeah. It's not bad. Um. Okay. 2012. So this was a year where he featured in one of the films we saw him in during um, Behind Closed Doors, which I haven't seen. And you, I know you've mentioned you've seen all of the films he's been in, Richard. Uh, Rehevsky, I think that's how you pronounce it, versus Napoleon. I have, he has a, yeah, I have not seen that one. Oh, okay. So there's two. There's another one. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. He did a couple of um, foreign language movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen those yet. Yeah, because this is sort of a Russian, yeah. slightly surreal comedy, I believe. Um, which is interesting because that's what he said. He wanted to branch out into comedy roles yeah. um, during the, the um, Behind Closed Doors. And he did that a little bit later, actually, a, a couple of years later with Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. It was, uh, which he was good in. Oh, yeah. I have to, he was very funny in that as the survival expert taking a group of office people out into the wilderness. And Was it a big role or was it just like a... Supporting. Well, yeah, it was a supporting. He wasn't in it, you know, throughout all of the movie. Yeah, in the beginning, and he kind of disappears. Which, yeah. Yeah, it's when the movie kind of slows down. And, mm-hmm. But then he, uh, and then he makes a return towards the end. A triumphant return. Yeah. Towards the end. yeah. I remember the bit with the tiger. That was, <laughs> that was funny. Over the cliff, yeah, yeah. very good. That's um, <laughs> okay, so, but he did also get another... Um, just before that, another one of his films that was very financially successful, The Expendables 2. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where he has possibly, after Gay Karate Man, another great uh, name for a character, Jean Villain, no. where he plays yeah. the bad guy. Villain. Where's the villain? Villain. Villain, yeah. Villain. <laughs> um, I can't... That's, this is the point where I have to sort of admit that was the film that got me into watching loads of his movies. Oh, really? Yeah, because I sort of mentioned I'd had a bit of nostalgia because I'd seen bits of his films growing up, but never really got into him. Expendables 2 was the one where I thought, right, I've really got to give him a go. I've got to give him a chance because he fully commits to that role. Yeah, Expendables he is a 2. great villain in that movie. He, uh, it's my sec. Uh, I'm sorry. It's my favorite of all he, well, the three Expendables movies, and he's a Same. big part mm-hmm. of that. He, uh... Yeah. I have absolutely no desire to watch those movies, but now I'm like, <laughs> maybe I should watch part two. You should. For nothing else but Van Damme's performance. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Is, it is worth watching. Yeah. yeah. But those movies, those are like kryptonite for me. Like I have no desire <laughs> to watch those movies. Uh, See, so now you're talking to a person who loves Jason Statham, yeah. so I kind of have to watch them. Yeah. I, anyway, I think I saw it three times at the movie theater. Three times? Probably, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's directed by Simon West, isn't yeah. it? So, if, yeah. it, you know, it is a very well directed action film. Yeah, and the action set pieces are really good. It's, is it something uh, I can watch without watching the first one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Good. Um,. So yes, so that was a film that sort of sparked or reignited my uh, 
my interest in Van Damme. And that's when I binged through about 20 films of his in the last, like, few months of, yeah. of 2012. Um, okay, so... Um, We've, we have mentioned Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning, but I, I do like that film. I just put that out there again. Yeah, the movie is nuts. It is it's crazy. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Very different. It's uh, not your typical action adventure movie. No. It isn't. It isn't. Right. And, yeah, and, a little more sci-fi too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, Six Bullets came out in 2012, which, which I believe was a straight-to-video yeah. film. But again, one of those I think is a little bit underrated. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit of a taken knockoff. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's pretty but, good. Um, features both of his um, kid, well, two of his three kids. Yeah, his, uh, son Christopher Van Varenberg and Bianca Brie, his daughter. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it's very, it's a very um, interesting, entertaining movie. Uh, the film after that, UFO. Yeah. Which I had the displeasure of watching. <laughs> Isn't isn't a very good film at all, and he's in it for about two minutes. I'm not even sure he's in the actual like same place as the rest of the cast when they're shooting. Yeah, the probably not. But he he do gets to fight his daughter at the end. <laughs> he does. <laughs> yeah, but that film's just terrible. Yeah, not very good at all. Uh, a starring vehicle for his daughter, and I guess mm-hmm. that's why he's in it for yeah all of two minutes. Which is awesome of him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it is. It's great that he sort of supports them. A little bit of nepotism, I suppose. Never hurt anybody. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I mean, I hate to sort of rag on low-budget British sci-fis, but... God, no, I couldn't, couldn't stand that film. Uh, the film after that, Enemies Closer, though. Yeah. Yes, I could. I do. Get, I am fully on board with Enemies Closer. It's very and another good. one where he plays the bad guy and is completely over-the-top and yeah. brilliant. Yeah, it's probably one of my favourites. Um roles or performances by him mm. so nuts uh, his hair his um demeanor everything is like the vegan killer the veganism yeah. <laughs> protecting the environment you know yeah, yeah. wild it's... strawberries and just i mean he was just bonkers <laughs> he definitely was bonkers in that yeah and the end just the final frame it's perfect yeah. it is per- yeah, we did rewind that to watch it again <laughs> it was worth another watch. Yeah, yeah it was very good. Um, okay. Also in 2013 was the advert we've sort of mentioned as well, where he does the splits between the the Volvo trucks. Yeah. Which he does going backwards, and was went viral as again the kids call it, I believe, going viral on YouTube. See, no, this I know it is advertising. But it was brilliant. Yeah, we probably watched it at least a hundred times. I am oh, pretty yeah. sure we watched it a lot. It was, it was, it was, it was great. It was really well done, and there couldn't have been a better person to do that. No. Than that. Yeah, it's excellent. Um, so yeah, 2014 again, sort of Welcome to the Jungle came out, um, which we talked about, and Swelter, which I completely forgot I'd watched about two or three months after I'd watched it. It is a very forgettable film, um, or maybe I'm being harsh. Have you have you both seen Smelter? <clears throat> I, I have seen it. Probably has not. No. Uh, we haven't gotten to that one yet. I, I've seen it once. Um, yeah, I would agree. Kind of forgettable, <laughs> um, like a crime drama, action crime. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Not a lot of action. I don't think he, he doesn't kick anyone. 
maybe punches one person but mostly uses a shotgun. Yeah, um, he's just kind of like a side character yeah, that yes, yeah. hangs around to the bar. Um, has a few good lines, I suppose, but yeah. it was like so. I just it, it raised itself from my memory within weeks. Yeah. So, which is never a good sign, of course. But yeah, we've basically then come to the end of his current filmography. So, um, we're only a few things left to talk about, I guess. Uh, one of which is the awards that he has won, because they're very few and far between. <clears throat> and one of those, according to his Wikipedia page, as reliable as that is is a, a Raspberry Award. He won a Razzie for double team. <laughs> I would defend Van Damme with my life, but that film, if any of them were going to win a Razzie, the worst screen couple with Dennis Rodman, <laughs> it had to be double team. Yeah, I mean, you could have Al Pacino in Van Damme's role and it would still be the worst screen couple, just because Dennis Rodman <laughs> is true. the other part of that couple. Yeah. It's... Yeah, exactly. And it, yeah. It's not a, it's not a very good movie. It's entertaining, has some good action, but it's not very good. It isn't. No, so he, I, I, I'm loath to admit it, but was fully deserving of his Raspberry Award there. Um, I was surprised to learn the other award that he's won is a Bollywood Movie Award. Really? For international action superstar. Real. <laughs> Which is a bit surreal. To see him winning a Bollywood award, but um, without starring in any Bollywood films. Yeah, right. exactly. There you go. So those are the two awards he's won. He's never never won a um, sort of a major award. Never won anything from the the Academy or from the, uh, the any of the Baftas or Golden Globes or anything like that. None of the major awards. So here we go, Van Damme. With this, we honour you with a Corridor of Praise award from Fail Critics. And yeah, it's really the, the, the final two things then to round off the, the podcast, I suppose, is for everyone, what is their favourite uh, Van Damme film? Uh, yeah. I'm going to start with you for that one. Start with me. Okay, I, I mentioned it earlier, so I won't go in, 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 into a lot of detail. It fluctuates. It's either Bloodsport or Hard Target. And at the minute, I'm in a more, more of a Hard Target sort of mood. I think they just, he has everything that you want from Van Damme in that film. It's the quintessential Van Damme film. If you were going to show somebody a movie to sort of showcase what JCVD was like, it would be Hard Target. I think it's just a fantastic action movie. Richard, um, which is your favourite Van Damme film? Well, I would have to go with uh, Hard Target as well. And I was just about to say, this reason I show that one to Holly, you know, first. This is the reason we started <laughs> at Hard Target. Yeah, we'll uh, start with the best. <laughs> but, uh, okay. I, okay, just moving on to Holly, I guess. Also yeah. on target, but yeah. Sudden Death is like <laughs> a really close second for me. I know that may make me hard some... target. Yes. Yeah. Next up then, so what film outside of his major work would you recommend people to watch? Um, go in reverse order, so Holly, we'll start with you for that one. Desert Heat, also known as Inferno. <laughs> I really like that movie. It was... It was a little almost surreal. Yeah. But uh, I really liked it. It had Larry Drake, who is also known as Dr. Giggles, and it had Danny Trejo. And it was just, it was really good. It's a good movie. Yeah. And uh, no, I'd agree. I think just that, that whole Western vibe was. It's a shame we never got a proper Western with Van Damme, yeah. but as close as that is. 
to it, then it will do. And you know I what think. else was great in that? Because that was like right, like as around the time that he started cleaning up. And there's a scene mm-hmm. where these uh, the guys who the main antagonists they steal his bike, and they're also drug dealers. And this is around <laughs> the time he was cleaning up, and they have some cocaine on a table. And it's like very poignant because he just takes his hand and he just wipes it off of the table and just as yeah. if he's saying, you know, I'm done with this. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. It's, it's very symbolic. Yes. Yeah. It's um, very good. Oh. Richard, what would you put forward for people to watch? Um, I would have to say, um, I don't know if I should say it, but I, I would have to say it, No Retreat, No Surrender. <laughs> not my favorite, obviously, uh, lesser known works. Um, Again, it's not a very good movie, but I think it's a very entertaining one, and uh, he is good in it. Although he's he's not he's not the star. He, he's at the beginning and shows up again at the end. He's got some good action. Directed by Corey Yun from Hong Kong, did uh, mm-hmm. Transporter with uh, Jason Statham. Um, yeah, I um, and the ghost of Bruce Lee. I'm a <laughs> big Bruce Lee fan, so that threw me in right away. Uh, okay. So, yeah. And Owen. Um, we have just very briefly mentioned it, but I'm going to go for Enemies Closer because it's a quite a recent film. So some, I think sometimes people forget that he's still making movies and they just focus on the classics. So Enemies Closer is one of one of his best recent performances, I'd say. I agree. So there you go. That that's my pick. Watch it and and uh, experience vegan terrorist <laughs> Van Damme in his in his fullest and his crazy hair. And he's crazy. Yeah. Well, that just about wraps up this week's podcast. And John Claude Van Damme, John Claude Van Damme's entry into our his name was John Claude Van Damme's entry into our corridor of praise. Um, we'll be back around the same time next week with another podcast. Oh, and what we back to next week? Next week, um, we've got a crossover podcast, so we're. Um, teaming up with Black Hole Cinema Podcast, so Tony Black's podcast, um, and uh, with Wiki Shuffle. So Jack Stewart, who's been on our podcast in the past as well, it's his his podcast. We're doing a crossover quiz, so it should be should be quite fun. Yes, uh, so join us for that. Thanks to everyone who's listened to this podcast uh, and everyone who's contributed to that and the website in the last week or so, um, especially Richard and Holly for joining us on this one. Oh, thank you. Thank it's a you. pleasure. Um, and yes, in the meantime, you can go to the website www.failedcritics.com to read any articles that have been going up in the last few days. Yeah, quite a lot of mini podcasts at the moment, all sort of based around the Avengers. Yeah, we're, um, we're leading into Avengers Age of Ultron with our... We're shamelessly cashing in on the success of Marvel <laughs> by trying to draw punters into our own website. Yes. yes. So there's a lot going up on the website at the moment. The Failed Critics Podcast is presented by Steve Norman and Owen Hughes, created by James Diamond, with original music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, remixed by James Yule of JamesYule.com. You can find us at FailedCritics.com, on Twitter at FailedCritics, and Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash FailedCritics. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. 
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.